0: Welcome to the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. Peace Church exists to glorify God and make disciples by helping everyday people experience life change through Christ centered relationships. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast as we celebrate life change through the ministries of Peace Church. All right, welcome back to the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. I'm Brad Perry, your mobilization pastor here at Peace Church. We're excited today to have Mike Aldridge, yeah, yeah. our student ministries pastor here. He is our newest pastor on staff, so we're pumped to have him. This is episode nine. I also want to encourage you, if you've never uh, subscribed to this podcast, just go to wherever it is you listen to these podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is. Just click follow or click subscribe there. And then all of these podcasts will automatically be uploaded to your phone or downloaded to your phone. What is it? Uploaded to your phone or downloaded to your phone?
1: I think it's, uh, it's uploaded. I don't it? know. No, I don't
0: I, know. I, maybe it's downloaded. You know, we're idiots.
1: It's just on uh, the cloud, right? It doesn't download to your phone, that's for sure.
0: All right, cool. It will automatically get to you, I promise. So just oh. click subscribe. This has started out so great. This is how um, it's going to go, I think. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> all right, so Mike, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You are the newest pastor here. Uh, and obviously, things have just kind of gone crazy ever since you came on staff. So basically, we're all going to blame COVID-19 on you. Everything was running smoothly till you came on staff. So thanks for sabotaging everything here at the church.
1: Well, to be fair, I started in October, you know, okay. um, and then COVID came around, what, February? Something like that. Something like that. So, I mean, I can only take so much of that blame. Um, but, for you sure. know, it, it's all good. It's all good. So, yeah, about me. Yeah, man. What do you want to know? I'm just a, just I'm tell me about yourself. Book, all right. So I graduated from... Uh, Liberty University in 2010 with my undergrad. Okay. All right. And so from there, I went on and got my master's in religious education in 2013. But I never thought I'd be this place, right? Mm. Uh, As a kid, um, my, my first grade teacher said I'd never graduate high school and so real encouraging, right? For sure. <laughs> real encouraging. Teacher of the year right here. And <laughs> we're,
0: we're recording this during Teacher Appreciation Week, so that teacher true, gets that's, nothing. That's
1: true. I can't even tell you her name, but I mean, I just remember sitting back and then thinking back, and like, you know, I was a poor kid. My parents chose uh, drugs and other things over my sister and I, and so a lot of different things there, um, but you know, eventually they sent us to church, um, and that was the best thing they ever did for us. So I didn't like church at the beginning, but you know eventually they sent me there and sent my sister there and eventually that got me asking questions about Jesus and so now look at us you know 20 something years later 30 something years later here I am working at church telling people all about Jesus love yeah,
0: that's it. awesome uh, so you kind of already started down that road so could you just kind of tell us a little bit about your call to ministry What has prepared you for this? And then even ultimately, what led you to Peace
1: Church? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, looking back at that, it's a crazy calling, right? Um, Like I said, I went to VBS for the first time. I'm going to talk about that this Sunday in my sermon that uh, the first thing I can remember was going and getting spaghetti, uh, eating that and being just scared out of my mind at VBS, right? The pastor was a big guy, got up and started preaching, started preaching about hell. Hmm. Dude, I was scared out of my mind. So, of course, when he said, if you say this prayer, you can go to heaven and avoid hell, my hand was the first one up. Right. right? Like I'm scared out of my mind. I had no idea what was going on. So my parents kept sending us to church to get us out of the house. And eventually I started listening. And I started to understand more. And so I started asking more questions. Who is God? Why would God let me be in this kind of situation and everything? And so with that, I had a youth pastor come into my life in middle school. Huge influence on me. And so one of those days I finally sat down with him and I said, hey, you know, I don't know that I'm a Christian. I really don't. And I said, like, I know about salvation. I know everything that goes on there. But how can I be sure? And he said, well, you just got to ask Jesus. So right there during that time, I asked Jesus into my heart. And so Travis meant a lot to me. And he invited me to go on a mission trip with him. Went on this mission trip. And I'm just doing life with the guys around me. and I'm doing life with Travis and everyone else. We had a great time. And I just felt like God saying, hey, I want you to go into ministry. I want you to go reach the students who are like you, who are coming from a rough background, who are just coming, and and they need to know me too. And so right there on that trip, I surrendered my life to full-time ministry. And so told Travis. Travis celebrated with me, brought me back to the church. I was excited, dude. I was the shyest kid though you would have ever seen in middle school. I, I, I didn't know that I'd be able to speak in front of people or anything like that, dude. I was chubby. I had messed up hair. Everything was going against me, Right. But God just gave me, you know, calmness when I would open His Word, and so from there went to Liberty, like I said, and then uh, took a bachelor's of science there in youth ministry, and then got my master's in religious education. Always pursued the local church. Always volunteered, doing as much as I could there at the church. Um, to you did get an amazing
0: in. internship too during your time, didn't you? You Can know, you tell, us, tell us about the place you interned, who you interned with and under because i think they'd love to hear all yeah that i had
1: it. this guy named paul maynard bring me in at thomas <laughs> road baptist church uh it was really great i was a let me say i was a i was just starting into my uh
0: You're seminary angry.
1: year i was this is my first seminary year yeah but brad's talking about in 2009 that's right in <laughs> 2009 uh ryan and evan sebastian two mm. of my good buddies evan's one of my best friends he told me hey you need to go to my home church and do your internship there I had no idea about Wilson, North Carolina. I had no idea about Brad Perry or Peace Church at all. But um, I I needed an internship, so I said, hey, why not? Let's try out for it. I can remember Brad calling me, and literally the only thing I said to him during this entire phone interview was, absolutely, absolutely. Do you remember that? I don't. (laughs) That's what he he said. I kept saying it over and over. um, That's it. Yeah, came here, did 10 weeks with you guys, stayed with the Giddings. It was a great summer experience for me, and Brad's taking me through leadership books, and I'm just craving everything I could get at that point, and so we're having students come over. Real talk with Mike Aldridge That's on Tuesday right. nights. Oh, yeah. It was, it was an absolute blast, and it's one of those internships that actually probably led me back to this position where we're at right now, because yeah. um, if I didn't take that internship, then who knows where I would be these days. For sure.
0: Yeah, after after Mike's internship, he did it. Obviously, he was our first intern, did an awesome job. We continued having interns mainly because he did such a good job and um for us as a church it's actually been a great avenue for hiring people we actually have four guys currently serving in some type mm. of leadership here at the church that have gone through our youth ministry internship so it's, it's really cool um great way to build relationships and then you know find future pastors as well
1: so what you're saying is if you want a job here at peace church yeah. you need to come and intern here
0: come and intern first for <laughs> sure <laughs> um So um, just kind of going off of of what student ministry is, so like, could you just explain to us what uh, or why a healthy student ministry is so vital for the local church?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, when we look at student ministry, if we're not careful, that's our next generation coming up behind us, right? We've got to get students understanding that the Bible is relevant to them. They have to understand that God does care about them. And if they don't understand that, then they're going to go the way of this world and the church as we know it will die out. And so if we can't, talk with students in an engaging way about Mm -hmm. how God truly loves them, God wants to be a part of their lives, then we're going to mess up and we're going to lose this next generation. And like we said, the church won't be the same because it won't have the followers. And so we have to go after students to make sure that they know their love first off and that God still wants a relationship with them to help change them, to set them up so that when they're our age, we're in our thirties now, Brad, for a little bit longer, <laughs> for a little bit yeah, for a you, few more weeks. I'll but, be 40. Uh, but you know, when when you're our age, yeah. we want students still to be pursuing Jesus and still have that faith like a child. But also to understand that this isn't something that just stops when you're at the end of being a child, or it's not something just for when you're older in life. This is something that's a lifelong process.
0: Yeah, let's hang out here for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you feel like is the best way to engage students now?
1: Yeah, I think you know if we can get students plugging in with someone who's a little bit older with. You know, a lot of people think that you have to be a college age person to plug in with a high schooler or something like that. I don't think that's true. You know, one of the guys who poured into my life, other than Travis, one of my small group leaders, was 60-something years old, Mm -hmm. Bill Thomas. All right, now Bill was completely different. He sold insurance his whole life. Great guy. He's went on to be with the Lord now. But Bill just, you know, he kept it real with us. He told us about life back when he was a teenager. He told us about the mistakes he made. But he also told us about some of the victories and wins that he had. And so I think when we can plug students in with mentorship-type people, I think that really does change how students approach their looking at the Bible and getting to know God more.
0: Yeah, man, you talk about age. It It doesn't matter if you're a college student or an older person. I remember years ago... We used to do small group. We, we first started our small group ministry with our students on Sunday nights. That was kind of like the thing I created when I first started in ministry here. And I remember one of our small group leaders for the students was Ronnie Dilda. Mm. Ronnie's a, a retired man, and I remember Ronnie coming up to me on a Sunday and just saying, "You know, hey, hey, brother Brad, I just want you to know, I don't know how much longer I can do this working with teenagers." Mm. He says, "I'm retired. I'm an older guy. He's like, <laughs> I just don't feel like." I'm really connecting with them. I don't feel like I'm making an impact. And I remember him saying that to me. Yeah. And and so I just I said, Okay, man. Well, later on we were having a, a talk on a Sunday morning in another different setting. And one of the questions we had in just discussion time was, uh, who in your life has made the biggest impact mm-hmm. on your spiritual life? And I remember one of those teenagers, uh, he was like sixteen at the time, he was an eleventh or twelfth grader, and he said, Mr. Ronnie Dilda. <laughs> has made the biggest spiritual impact on my life. And so as soon as that was over, I found Ronnie and I said, Ronnie, I want you to know something. <laughs> you just made this statement to me that you didn't feel like you were really connecting and making a difference anymore. Maybe you've aged out. This student just this week told mm-hmm. me that you're you are you're the person that's made the biggest spiritual impact on his life. So absolutely, man. It, it could be an older man like Bill, 66 years mm-hmm. old, oh, and you can change the life of a 16-year-old. Teenagers just by showing them genuine love, care, and concern. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they want to. They want to see real.
1: Absolutely, and I think that's what students are looking yeah. for more than anything else. There's so many. They can see people on YouTube. They can see people on Instagram. But they just want real relationships. When it comes to everyday life, they want to know what was life back. Or what was life like back then? And then how am I supposed to approach life now, you know, as a student who's struggling with such and such? How do I approach life? How am I supposed to find God during this time when all my friends are doing something that God says don't do?
0: Yeah. And, and you know, part of the thing is you talk about, man, that need these genuine relationships. So obviously we're in this time of, of quarantine, mm-hmm. which we're going to stop saying quarantine. We're going to stay locked down because <laughs> lockdown just sounds more manly. <laughs> We're in lockdown right now. I don't know. Quarantine is uh, pretty cool, too. I don't right, man. know. I don't know lockdown. Let's go lockdown. Let's go lockdown. Um, but, but because of this, uh, COVID-19 has caused us to be in lockdown or quarantine, whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, so what's been the most difficult part of leading a student ministry through this time, knowing that relationships are so important? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're at a church. That's, that's our mission statement. Yep. Is, is life change through Christ-centered relationships. And so we're all about relationships here. We know students need those genuine relationships. So, like, what's been the most difficult part? Of, of leading a ministry through this time?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, uh, when this thing first came out, we had no idea what was happening, right? Uh, we're kind of, if we're honest, we're making it up as we go. For sure. Right? Absolutely. That's what Still we are. are doing and what we are doing. <laughs> this morning. Uh, you know, there there is no book on how to do this. And so I can remember sitting there and thinking to myself, we are supposed to have this night of worship coming up that was going to be amazing. And I'm like, man, our students were looking forward to this. You know, other people, like, there's some hype going on in our student ministry. And then all of a sudden we're shut down. And like, this is hard. And I'm like, you know, nobody ever prepped me for this, right? Seminary never told me anything about this. And so one of the first things I did was I I started praying. I'm like, God, what what is it that we need to do? And that same thing came back to me. Relationships is where we are. And so one of the first things that we got started here was uh, our life groups happening back on Wednesday night, but they were happening over Zoom And then Zoom started, you know, Zoom's got all these attacks on it and everything like that. And I'm like, we've got to find a way for our students still to connect with each other, but also to connect with those small group leaders that they've already been invested in. And so that was the hardest thing was just figuring out that we need to keep doing what we're doing, but we need to take this virtually and we need to have connections, you know, not necessarily all content driven, but also how's life going? You know, what's been the worst part of this quote unquote lockdown? What's been the best part of your quarantine during this time, you know? And if students can talk to people about that, when they can actually talk about what's really happening in their life, then they're open to look at other things about God and other things about life.
0: Yeah. So kind of going along those same lines, like, what would you say to the students right now? Like, what's the best way for them to stay connected Mm -hmm. to Peace Student Ministries? Yeah, absolutely. I said Blitz, but sorry.
1: (laughs) It's okay. You know, Blitz, Peace students, we're all... Together, as long as it's part of peace, umbrella, right? Um, You know, I think the biggest thing for us, um, we've had students joining our life groups um, that weren't a part of life groups out of this quarantine um, because – they are seeing the need that they need some other friends in their life, right? Like they need some more peer-to-peer connection here. And so how they've done that is they've emailed Drew and I and let us know. Their parents have let us know. But not only that, you know, we are putting out uh, different things throughout the week, right? We've got this rapid-fire thing where we're going around and we're getting to know our students on a whole different level. But what you guys don't get to see with that at the beginning and the end there is, you know, myself or Drew is asking, hey, how's life really going? You know, how can we be praying for you during this time? What do you need? during this time. And so that's just a part of just getting to know students one-on-one and our leaders are doing the same thing. They're still checking in with our students weekly. And so we want that to keep happening. We want to see that as long as this lockdown goes on and even past that, we want to be invested in students' lives every week. And the only way we can do that with students is when they choose to say, hey, you know what, like I, I want to be a part of this. I really want to dig in. And so I think we're going to talk about discipleship here in a little bit. So I don't want to jump in too far. But if a student is not a part of a life group, then they're missing the blood of our church yep. right here. And and that's going to happen not only from student ministry, but that's also into adulthood. We've got to get plugged into life groups because you need to be known. And the best place to be known is in a life group.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Um Well, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll go jump onto that. So kind of just... <laughs> Walk us through that a little bit. So you know, we have a, what we call a discipleship pathway, our mm-hmm. map here at the church. So you know, what is it that you want every student to be a part of during his or her middle school mm-hmm. years at Peace Church?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, I define discipleship a little bit different than everybody else. I come from a different background. The way I define discipleship is you look more like Jesus today than you did yesterday. And so the way we're going to have students look more like Jesus is if they're interacting with Jesus. And if they're interacting with Jesus, that means they're actually opening God's word and spending time in that. And so by the time a student comes from sixth grade and they graduate in 12th grade, we want students to be daily in God's word. We want students to be daily engaging in God in prayer life. All right. So we are pushing our students on the New Testament journey right now. If our students haven't been a part of anything like this, we're just saying, hey, here's one chapter a day out of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Read this, highlight one verse and find God in this verse. Tell us what he's trying to tell you that day. And so if our students are doing that, we've had several students do this and it's been really unique for them to start growing. Now, I don't want students just reading the Bible and just praying. Right. Because then it's all to themselves. I want students sharing. I want students serving. And so for our students, I want to see our students getting involved in different locations, different avenues of serving. If that's in Kingdom Kids, great. If that's with you, Brad, on the greeting team, Mm -hmm. like that's even better, right? Like we want to get some youthful faces saying, hey, welcome, giving high fives or during Corona giving salutes or something Mm -hmm. like that. You know, Um, we, we want to see students just really engaging in the blood of the church, in the life of the church, just being a part of the church. Because eventually they're not going to be a part of our student ministry. Mm-hmm. And so if they're not serving, if they're not a big, you know, getting into this, then they're much more likely to walk away. Mm-hmm. We've all heard those stats up to 90% of the kids are walking yeah, away de- from the church. on what you happens. read, but, yeah, but it's hot. You know, if we can get students serving, if we can get students really engaged in a life group, then students don't leave the church, right? Yeah. They don't leave something that they're passionate about, something that they're engaged in. So if we can get students to really just dig into the church and be a part of the actual church, then it changes everything. And then we want students sharing their faith. I want to see every single one of our students, by the time they graduate, to at least share one time. Mm -hmm. I want to challenge them to say, hey, you know what, like your story is unique. God's giving you your story for a specific purpose to share it with somebody else. And so I'm going to talk about this on Sunday about how often we actually share our faith in my sermon. But, um, you know, I think what happens is Well, I was born in a Christian home, right? Um, I don't have a story to tell. But the truth is, God's giving you an exact story to share with other people. And if you keep it to yourself, then I think you're robbing God of some of the glory he wants to give out. Does that kind of take us there?
0: Man, absolutely. And and just to follow that is, like, we absolutely want our students serving here at the church. Mm -hmm. So, like, students, you guys have a lot to give. I mean, that's one thing I I would constantly try to challenge our students, especially on mission trips. Absolutely. It was kind of like that. It was a... We did it every every mission trip, basically, at the end. All right, so what are you taking home with you, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, look, you've been serving this week, serving this week, serving this week. Man, please, when you get back home, <laughs> serve at the church yes. as well. Like, don't let it stop here. Like, you have you have a lot to give Absolutely. for the body of Christ. And so don't put that off until you're old like me mm-hmm. and, and Mike. Man, start doing that now. Like, you've got a lot to give. Like, you are a vital part of the the life and the ministry of Peace Church. So... You have a lot to give. As a 14, 15, 16, 12-year-old, like, Absolutely. you've got a lot to give. Um, and so, like, we, we want you serving. So, please hit me up, man. I'd love to have you out greeting people as they're coming in. You know, maybe we can't high-five, you know. What about driving a golf cart? can somebody.
1: Can our students drive a golf cart no. for you?
0: Sorry. I definitely <laughs> Not yet, though. Not I don't yet. even know that I trust but, you driving a golf cart. We can cart. get them
1: trained, Right. We Eventually, can, can when they're them, old enough, they can. We
0: can get them working with that team. <laughs> there we go. For sure. There we go.
1: Now, you know, another thing on that, yeah. Brad, you know, when, uh, mission trips are so great, right? We, we yeah. love mission trips. I'm really bummed that the mission trips we had planned right. didn't work out this summer. But, you know, I know God's got a big plan for us. For sure. I know God's kind of working in our hearts and changing things. and We're excited for that. But not only just serving here at the church is a big thing. Serving out in our community is Mm -hmm. also a great place for us to actually be lights to this world, right? Because we don't want everything to be focused inward here. We want Mm -hmm. things to be focused so our students are being lights at their schools, if that's public, private, even homeschooled co-op. We want our students to go out into our community and serve too because God's given each of them different gifts, right? I mean, we probably don't have like science stuff that our kids can do here at the church and serve in some way. But there's some skills that they can use and still be an impact to the people around them by doing what God's just wired them to do. And so, you know, don't think you have to serve here. We want you here. Trust me, we do. And we'll find places for you to serve. But also know that volunteering in our community is a great thing that they can do and be a light for Jesus there, too.
0: Absolutely. Um, how long have you been in student ministry? Now? Uh,
1: let's see. Um, I graduated in 2010. I started when I was in 2000 seven so that's 13 years now wow uh, full-time ministry i'm going into my eighth year but yeah then there's another five years of volunteering because sure. i want to be a part of the church right
0: yeah man so um could you just tell us maybe like what are some of the three biggest lessons guys taught you mm-hmm. through your time in student ministry let's say over the past 13
1: years yeah absolutely i mean uh, we've already hit on it the biggest thing you know relationship 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 right those are the biggest things but when i really think about relationships The first one is my relationship with God, right? I can't pour into students unless I've been digging in with God, unless I've actually spent time with God, unless I've surrounded myself with people who love God, then I can't do a great job as a student pastor or even just a life group leader. I'm not even a good Christian if I don't spend time with God daily. So I need to make sure that that is the top thing for me each day, that for myself, I'm digging in to know God better there, right? And the next one relationships with students. We talked about this already. Mr. Bill, the reason that he did so well with me is because he was there, because he was real with me, because he was willing to have the conversations that other people didn't want to have. And so he kept showing up. And so when somebody keeps showing up, when you're there, you're able to have a real conversation. That changes the way that student ministry is done because students have doubts And I want to say that it's okay for our students to have doubts. It's okay for our students to have questions about God. It's when those questions aren't answered, that's when our students start to walk away. And so that relationship aspect, if they don't have somebody who they can physically trust outside of their home, outside of their parents, I love parents. I think parents are very important. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute, but they've got to have a relationship with another adult in their life that they can say, hey, this is real. I want to be real. I want to have this real conversation with you. And so that's another relationship there. And then finally, what I've been learning over the past two to three years, our relationship with the parents Mm -hmm. has to get better, right? Like my relationship with our parents here has to get better. If I want to see true impact in our students' life, then I have to reach their parents too. I have to be helping their parents disciple their students because their parents are around them more than I am by far, more than their small group leaders are. And so if we're going to engage our students, we have to engage our parents also. And so those are probably the biggest three things that You know, over my 13 years of student ministry, it kind of keeps just evolving, right? Like Mm -hmm. you kind of keep learning more and more about it. But at the end of the day, it's all about relationships, for sure.
0: So, um, this podcast is called the Life Change Podcast. Mm -hmm. So, our mission statement here at Peace Church is: I'm going to test you. Oh man, I'm going to test you. Do you new guy? Do you know our mission statement? I will start it for you. Please start it. Peace Church exists to glorify God and make disciples by.
1: Um, Oh, you're killing me here. This is. Everyday people by
0: helping everyday people. Let's see. This is this is where this we're. This is sad. This is sad. Helping everyday we pay people. This guy. <laughs> helping everyday people. If you say it, all experience
1: out. experience life change through Christ-centered relationships.
0: You got to see plus.
1: No, nah, dude, I cannot high five. <laughs> Don't leave right me hang- Oh, dude. Oh yeah,
0: we can't. We're quarantined, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that was, was so. so uh, that was so bad. If you're, so watching, the vid- if you're not watching the video, you might have to go. <laughs> so find <bad>. us <laughs> No, I,
1: I know it. It's just you know okay. when you've been trained on the other one for the past seven years, you know that, that other really place, well. <laughs> that other place.
0: Um, who's a better singer, Charles Billingsley or Brian Hughes? I'm just. Oh saying. man,
1: I'll, I'll tell you. I think it's Brad Perry. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, all right. No, this is called the Life Change Podcast. One of the, the major reasons I started this podcast was just to give us a platform to celebrate mm-hmm. life change, and so. What about you, obviously things have been different, but what's a life change story that you can share through the Peace Student Ministry?
1: Man, I'll tell you, um, I was thinking back on this. I knew this question was coming. One of those uh, stories, you know, I was thinking back to December, um, and we had, you know, I'm just teaching an ordinary lesson, right? I'm just teaching out of the Bible, and there's nothing ordinary out of the Bible, but you know, I'm just, I'm coming in and I'm just giving God's word. And, and I just throw the gospel out there. Hey, you know, middle schoolers, I want you to know that God has a plan for your life. God wants you. And if you want more information about that, then, you know, lift your hands. I have three students right away just lift their hands up. I say, hey, if you're serious about this, come with me down to my office. Let's talk about this. Right there, we have three students accept Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. That's back in December, right? And then I'm thinking back to not only that, because that's a huge thing, for students to give their lives to Jesus, to say, hey, you know what? Like, I want to follow him. I want to be a part of this discipleship. I want to get plugged into groups and stuff like that. Those are very important things. But even during this coronavirus Um, You know, Drew and I have had the opportunity to talk with a lot of our students and our seniors. It's tough on them. It's really tough on them right now. But the one key thing that I keep hearing over and over is thank you so much for getting our life group back up. Thank you so much because this is the one thing that's encouraging me. This is the one thing that's building me up right now. This is the one thing that's keeping my eyes locked in on God like it should be. So, you know, the life change is happening through our life groups also. And, and, and I think once our church fully embraces that, once our students, every single one of them, fully embrace the, just how amazing life groups are, that's when we're going to see more life change than we can imagine coming out of this yeah. thing.
0: Man, that's awesome. So, man, real quick, just how can we be praying for you and the Peace Student Ministry? Yeah, yeah, this?
1: absolutely. You heard me there about seniors. I mean, seniors are yeah. a big thing for our students. Um, you know, right now, a lot of that is just kind of just weighing heavy on them. You know, I just sat, or we just had one with us yesterday and he was telling us like, you know, I've worked so hard for this and I wanna graduate. And I don't know what's gonna happen. So be praying for our students Man, there. Sure. You know, another thing, um, a lot of expectations aren't gonna be met this summer. Coronavirus has thrown a wrench into a lot of things. Um, and we're not just talking camp and mission trip. We're talking about other things that our students are looking forward to all summer long. And now it's just like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. And so be praying for our students in that way. But not only that, our parents too. Our parents are now teachers. You know this, oh, gosh. right? And, and, and this is one of the craziest things ever. I mean, I yeah. have a one year old at home, right? And, and like trying to teach her things is completely different than you guys trying to teach your students how to do their homework and also how to stay, you know, motivated to do that stuff.
0: That that's been the man. That's been difficult. This ain't about me, but it's like <laughs> I just made it about me, man. It, it you say just stay motivated. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to stay motivated. It's hard for our kids to stay Absolutely. motivated because I mean, good night. They're sitting there, and it's it was fine for a couple of weeks, and absolutely. then it's like, okay, wow, this is going to be how it's done for the mm-hmm. whole rest of the year. Thankfully, we've only got about like two weeks left with yeah. our stuff because they end this month. So, but, but it definitely increased the stress level at home.
1: Absolutely, sure. and so pray for our parents. Yeah. You know, like you're not—they're not just parents anymore. They're teachers. They're mm-hmm. everything to our students now, and they're also some of the only interaction that our students are having. Right. And so you know, like. Once again, we need to be praying that they are the influences they need to be mm-hmm. right during this time. And so that goes back to the discipleship piece of that. We've got to disciple our parents well, too. So be praying for our parents during this time. Help them, you know, keep their students motivated yeah. as much as they can. And also keep loving, showing that loving nature. Because, you know, you don't get to take your parent hat off at no. all. You got, you're always being watched, and so our students need that. And so, for sure. And then, you know, personally for me and Drew, as we lead this thing, you know, we pray that God keeps giving us fresh ideas, fresh ways to reach more students, to also pour into the students that we do have because we don't want this just to be a season where we're not reaching new students because it's harder, but we want to be reaching out and we want to be just saying, hey, you know what? God loves you during Corona, after Corona, before Corona, always.
0: Man, for sure. Um, well, Mike, thanks, man. But before we get out of here. I'm out. We uh, No, no, you ain't getting out without <laughs> this, man. Um, this is our rapid fire time. This is how we get to know you a little bit have some fun with you, too. Uh, so just real quick, I'm ready. What, what happens, whatever comes off the top of your head. You ready? So number one, what is your all-time favorite movie?
1: All-time favorite movie, Stream Days. Toby Mac made it back in 2000.
0: Okay. Uh, crazy skateboarding Yeah, 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 like I that. remember that yeah. one. He had a, yeah, I remember an album. Uh, I remember that song. These are that stream yeah. Days. Are yeah, stream
1: days. Yeah, once again, this is why you'll never hear me sing. I can't yeah, sing. For I got
0: you. Um, what is something interesting about you that most people don't know?
1: Most people don't know. Um, I think probably that, that uh, I'm a disc golfer, right? Like I play disc golf on the side. And, you definitely and do. And I'm actually pretty good at it. Like I don't want to be cocky or rubbing my own shoulders. Right. But I'm pretty good. and so You're better
0: than me, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't play ever. so
1: You can beat me left-handed if I threw that. <laughs> that's way, right. Probably so. That's, I guess that's probably one of the interesting things people don't know about me. Uh, I, I can't see. Um, yeah, yeah. So if I take my glasses off, man, yeah. I can't. Past your head right now, dude. I can't see anything. So that might be for the glare. I uh, don't <laughs> That that could be it. But no, seriously, I so about five years ago, um, I go to the uh to the DMV to get my driver's license renewed. And they tell you, you know, put your head on this and, and look at it. I'm just guessing at literally every single thing we're doing. And so I'm guessing, and I finally uh get the lady to help me out just a little bit. And so she tells me, You need to go see an eye doctor. And I'm like, all right, so I go to the eye doctor, and he goes, how'd you pass your driver's license test? And I said, uh, I've never met a test I can't pass. And so that's, uh, yeah, wow. I'm about as blind as a bat. So make sure you're hey, serious never, if never you're right with him in a van, make sure he's got his glasses <laughs> on for
0: sure. Uh, what is it that makes you laugh the hardest? <laughs> oh, man.
1: Laugh the hardest, man. It's got to be something with Jess. Like she just does something silly or something mm-hmm. like that, you know. It's got to be her. Like she makes me laugh just unbelievable. And then sometimes... With what our students say, man. Because you never know what a student's going to say. No, you don't. And they just take you completely off guard. It's just like, I can't believe they just said that. Yeah. So, What do
0: you wish you could tell yourself 10 years ago? 10 years ago. I would
1: have been 30, or I would have been 21. So just out of college. I'd say not to fret the small stuff, right? Uh, I used to worry a lot, hey, where am I headed in life? Everything like that, you know. I always had this little chip on my shoulder. I, I want to do the best I can. Um, but I'd worry, you know, also. Um, but now as I've gotten older, it's like, life's going to happen. You mm-hmm. know, just roll with it, you know, and don't, don't let that stress you out.
0: Definitely. What is one thing you really want, but you can't afford it?
1: <sighs> to go to Hawaii? There you go. I, I really do, man. I mean, like, that's one of the things I, I want to do. I want to go to Hawaii. I want to take Jess to Hawaii. And I want to fish out there because they've mm-hmm. got some huge fish out there. So um, I love fishing. So that's, that's probably it. Go to Hawaii.
0: Definitely. Uh, what is the weirdest sound you can
1: make? <laughs> <laughs> that was you is that ready. it, man? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Were, like, I'm, I'm for sure that. there's more, though.
0: <laughs> you ready for that. Uh, what was your favorite TV show growing up?
1: Oh, man. Uh, easy question. Boy Meets World. Oh, Every okay, single yeah, Topanga. day. Topanga. Dude, I had the biggest crush on Topanga, <laughs> man. Like, yeah, Boy Meets World. Easy. Yeah, mine was Saved by the Bills. So I had oh, a huge yeah. crush on Kelly yeah, Capacity. I can't, can't imagine why. <laughs> I know, right?
0: So um, what is the best thing about Mike Aldridge? I oh, man.
1: Um, you know, if you would have asked me that 10 years ago, I would have said my smile, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, now I've got chipped teeth and everything to go along with that. Um, uh, you know, I, I would say my wife, man, you know, that uh, I married up by far, you know, my family, they're amazing. Um, I got Jessica at home, I got Mila at home. Best thing about Mike Aldridge, absolutely his family.
0: Right, so, so let's clarify something. Oh, he's going, so, he's
1: going deep. Here we go. Let's,
0: so you did your internship here.
1: Oh, come and on, And while you were an intern Not here, even there close. was a teenage
0: girl named Jessica Tippett That's right. that was in our youth group. Yep. So were you dating one of the teenagers <laughs> while you were an intern? Is that what happened? Because all I know no, is no. you were an intern here, and then you come back with Jessica as your wife. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: What was that time span from there, Brad? Can you tell me that? <laughs>
0: we just need to confirm I, I'd this, I'd like to man. see,
1: because if I'm not mistaken, I was 20, maybe 21 when I was yeah. an intern here. So I would have put Jessica at 18, right? She was just graduating high school. I had no interest in Jessica at all then, um, other than she was a you student. You better not have. She was a teenager <laughs> where you were a, serving in a church. Well, not to mention I was dating a girl at the time, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I was dating a girl at the time. But uh, we had a great time, and, and, and you know, that's a funny story. I'm going to share that a little bit more on Sunday, too, cool. about uh, no, no, no chance.
0: I got you. This is a final question right here, man. If you could sit down, I don't think you, you don't drink coffee, do you?
1: I, I drink coffee every once in a while, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so
0: if you were to, if you could sit down and have a cup of coffee with anybody, living or dead, who would it be and why? Jesus. And why?
1: Because now, you I know mean, dude, it's Jesus. Right, Come on, bro. It's other easy. than Jesus. easy question. Other
0: than Jesus, who would it be?
1: Okay, so, um... Man, that that
0: I normally say other than Jesus,
1: but... are we gonna say outside of the Bible? Because I, I anyone, love Bible characters, anyone, right? Like, like anyone. for me. Um I think sitting down with uh with Saul, right? Uh-huh. Paul eventually. I, I think getting to know how that you know that transition happened with him would be really interesting, but also to see kind of like when the Holy Spirit was giving him things to write. Mm. Like, I'd love to know more about that, right? And so I think being able to sit down and have coffee with him and say, hey, listen, like, you went through all this stuff. Like, what made you write what you you wrote, but what made you not write what other things happened to you? Because, you know, there's so much stuff left out of his life, you know, from the Bible. So I'd I'd love to hear his stories.
0: That's cool. Well, Mike, thanks a lot for joining us on the Life Change Podcast. We enjoyed it. It's great getting to know you a little bit more. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Again, if you've not yet subscribed, just go to... Apple Podcasts, search Peace Church Life Change Podcast, or Spotify, or wherever it is, Google Podcasts. Anyway, just go ahead and click subscribe, and these will come to you directly. Also, just go ahead and leave us a rating if you don't mind. That'll be cool. Uh, But again, man, Mike, thanks a lot for joining us for the podcast. We will see you all back here in two weeks. Peace out! Thank you for listening to this episode of the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. We hope that you were challenged and encouraged today as you listened. Until next time, Peace Church, you are sent. Let's go meet disciples.